Psalm 29 was looking for one of the uh, lesser known psalms. And uh, certainly think I have found one here, Psalm 29. And uh, this is actually a psalm. As some psalms, uh, Psalm 8, it talks about the sun rejoicing as a strong man to run a race. This psalm talks about the thunderstorms and and the dark clouds and how we can see the power of God. Uh, They claim that it was part of the singing of psalms in preparation for the Feast of the Tabernacles. Uh, that it was a regular part of the uh, liturgy or the song service of the nation of Israel. And so let's just read carefully through this psalm. Psalm 29. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve and discovereth the forest. And in his temple doth every one speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. And so, as we look through these 11 short verses tonight, we start in verse 1 and 2 with a call to worship. And then verses 3 through 8 is the progression of the storm, the greatness of God in His dominion, the areas that He covers, the power that He has, are verses 9 and 10 and 11 is simply what we call a joinder. Uh, We start in 1 and 2 about giving strength to the Lord, and we end at the end of this psalm by the Lord giving strength to His people. And again, this is the structure of the Hebrew poetry, the idea of of, uh, taking thoughts and bouncing thoughts off of each other, rhyming thoughts, we might say. Uh, God wants us to give strength and glory to Him. Now, of course, He is the strongest in the universe. How do we give strength to God? Well, one of the simplest ways, we just had a song service. We had our musicians playing the instruments, and I I hope you enjoy that as much as I do. I wish I was over there with my saxophone, but uh, we're going to... Uh, work those details out here. Um, but the simple truth of the matter is, uh, I'm sure that uh, Leland and Rachel will tell you, um, Leland and Ruthie will tell you this. Uh, you work up some heat playing instruments. Uh, I'll tell you one of the, uh, playing the saxophone, I come up here uh, playing just a few songs and man, I'm 
I'm saying, turn that fan up. I've got to cool down just a little bit here. But we should, in our singing, be doing the same thing. Singing with our full strength. Uh, these, the call here is actually, it says, O oh, ye mighty, that would not be referring to uh, uh, humans necessarily, because there are none that are truly mighty among us. It would be the angels of God in heaven. To give glory and strength to God, the glory due His name. We could spend the whole night right there. Do we treat God with the respect that He deserves? The Lord's Prayer, if we want to make a connection here. What is the first prayer request? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. How do we hallow or sanctify God's name? Number one, not using it as a curse word. Amen. Uh, that goes without saying. It's not Lord this and oh my God this and that. I just uh, frustrated with how often people are willing to take the name of our Lord in vain. Give glory due unto His name and worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now, holiness is something that you and I have to get from God. It does not come from us. We, we have to make choices. But the only way that we can separate ourselves from the filth and the garbage that is in this world is by coming to God and seeking His forgiveness for our sins, for our thoughts, for thinking of God less than He is. The beauty of holiness. Of being simple. Tell you, when we do weddings, there is nothing more special in my mind than a young couple walking down the aisle that have followed God's principles that have stayed pure, have saved themselves for each other, have come unspotted from the world. There, there's just something special about that. Something that we work for. I remember my father-in-law telling me, he said, it's my job to make sure you marry a, a pure bride and therefore you're going to take one of her sisters wherever you go. Okay, uh, that was rather tough on me with the budget that I had working with Brother Clayton, but when we went to very expensive, nice restaurants like Denny's, uh, I had to pay for two extra plates rather than one. And, and by the way, that was, uh, in those days, that was high class. Uh, and uh, that was all the farther up the scale I could ever go. Uh, it was better than McDonald's, but uh, uh, not much. And, um, and yet, here's what it says, in the beauty of holiness. Now, not a one of us deserved that title. You know, this is one of the great reasons people abandon true Christianity. Is because they look at the Bible and they look at the standards that are in the Scripture and they look at the holiness of God and they say, I can't do that. 
Well, at least you're being honest. Amen? None, none of us can do that. How do we get holiness? And of course, uh, I'm not trying to be sarcastic in any way here, but it's a common joke in the Catholic Church. I hope I get run over on the way home from confession so I can go straight to heaven. Uh, I, I've heard many Catholics use that kind of language over the years. And, and it's not, okay, Lord, I confess all my sins. Now I'm pure. I can worship you. No, it's making right decisions. And coming to God with less to take care of today than I did a few years ago. Are are we following there? There should be a progression. There should be... And there's something just wonderful. Working in the nursing home, I took care of many old people. And I'll tell you, there was nothing more despicable than just taking care of a wicked old man or woman. I mean, they're just mean all the way through. I remember one fellow, his name was Emil Penichetti. And uh, Emil shared a room with his wife of 72 years. And uh, they were both 92 years old. And I remember the nurse taking him a, a shot glass full of whiskey every night so he could go to sleep. And he had a... Uh, a little pouch of tobacco he carried with him, and when he wasn't smoking a pipe, he was chewing on an old cigar stub, and, and just as mean, honestly, dirty old man as you would ever find. Uh, and I was just really dreaded. I always dreaded any time I had to to go into that room and deal with him. But then when I worked in a second nursing home at the Assembly of God, I took care of a dear old man who was a preacher all his life. And it was just a pleasure to walk in his room. We disagree with some doctrines, but I'll I'll tell you what, one thing Reverend Andrew and I didn't disagree on was we ought to love God and serve Him with our lives. And, And... I'll tell you, it was just a pleasure. I was there when he went into glory. And uh, we need to worship God. There's a call here. This is the call to worship. Give unto the Lord. O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. And worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You know, one of these days we're going to be assembled on the other side. We're not going to have to worry about confessing our sins before communion with God because we won't have any. Amen? We'll be pure and we'll be able to worship Him and give Him the glory that is due His name. Now, the next few verses here. This is a psalm of David. And he paints the picture here. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. And the God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. I'll tell you, uh, one of the reasons I uh, enjoy just being out in the wilderness, in the woods, and 
and uh, hunting and things like that is you get 20 feet in a tree with a loaded weapon, there's not too many people want to bother you. Uh, and, and you can just sit there and be still and look at things. And there have been times when we're uh, hunting in the mountains upstate New York and you could just watch the storm roll through. And you could hear it in the distance. And you couldn't hear the rain, but you could see it because the clouds and everything. I mean, it just looks foggy in the sky. And you know that uh, there is a thunder cell coming through. And I mean, when it gets there. Uh, as a little boy, we used to sit out in the yard and watch the thunderstorm come. And there were several times it was just like a wall of rain working its way right across the yard. And it was just like, here it comes, running for the porch, running for the screen door, trying to get inside before you... I mean, and you were soaked in a matter of seconds. It says here that... The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. He's talking about the clouds. Have you ever contemplated how much water is contained in a rain cloud? I mean, they talk about an inch of rain. But that's an inch of rain over a hundred square miles. Just a ten by ten, and that's not an extremely large storm. I mean, we've had very small storms pass through and it'll rain uh, on Yankee Stadium. I mean, sorry about that. Uh, and, and it'll miss some of the other stadiums in the, in the city and not even a drop of rain from borough to borough. And it says, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The, glory, the, the God of glory thundereth. I'll tell you, there's not too many people. Then when you hear that deep rolling thunder that you don't... Hey, what's that? What's going on? God knows how to get our attention. And don't worry, it's not what you can hear that can hurt you. Amen? It's what you don't hear uh, that does all the damage. The lightning, and we're going to get to that in a minute. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. He's just talking, as you hear the storm approaching, you hear thunder a long ways off. And if you're kind of, uh, if you're one of those people that like the details, is you can basically, when you see the lightning, count how many seconds till you hear the roll of thunder. And that's roughly how many miles away the storm is. So if you see that lightning flash, and you can go 1,001, 1,002, 3, 4, 5, boom, here comes the... Th and it storms about five miles away. It's not extremely accurate, but it's close enough for most of us. So I've got until that storm moves five miles before I'm going to get soaked. So I'm going to sit out here and watch it a little longer, right? And pretty soon, it gets closer and closer together. And when that storm actually breaks, and that thunder is right overhead, the car alarms are going off. I mean, you're not thinking about anything else, are you? 
It, God has a way of drawing our... And this is the picture that David is painting here. And then we come to verses 5 and 6. He's going to give us another idea here. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Have you ever walked in the forest after a big storm came through? And what you see, especially in the low marshing land, is you see these huge trees, some of them this big around, and they're just laying on the ground. You walk up, and it just looks like a giant went tramping through the woods, knocking things down. And storms can do a lot of damage, but our God is greater than the storm. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like the young unicorns. I remember being up in a tree one time, just looking out, and had a storm blowing over, and I was getting my poncho out and all these things, and it just looked like somebody was petting the forest, just like this, swiping the tops of the trees, and it was the wind moving things. And... uh I'll tell you what, I, I tightened up all my cinch straps so I wouldn't be blowed out of the tree. And, and uh, it was, uh, it was uh, quite a little ride there for a while. And, uh, but it just literally will look sometimes like the mountains are jumping up and down because of the power and the fury of the storms. And by the way, if you have one of those, don't stay in the tree. Amen? And uh, then we get to verse 7. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. You stop and think the real power in the storm is not the thunder. It is the lightning. It is those electrical charges. They tell us a normal lightning storm could power New York City for six months if we could gather all of that electricity and store it somehow. Uh, but it is not DC current. It's more like AC. And there's, if, if you want to be a millionaire, who was it? Was you talking to me the other day about inventing things? If you want to invent something, invent an AC battery. If you can do that, you'll be the richest man in the world overnight. Uh, no one's been, ever been able to do that. And yet all of this power... You know, how many of you have ever seen those old train transformers or the old science movies with the the little... Do you know how much voltage it takes to jump a gap an inch wide? It's huge. It's not amperage, it's voltage. Amperage is what kills you. So that's why when you go to the science fair, they have the Van de Graaff generator there and the person grabs it and her hair straights up. That's like a million volts of electricity. But it's like .0001 amps. So it, it doesn't harm you. But your outlet in your house will be 15 to 20 amps. And believe me, that's plenty at only 120 volts to get the job done. So uh, be careful with electricity. It says God's voice divides the flames of fire or puts the forks in the lightning, we might say. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. 
The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. Have you ever thought about that? The definition of the wilderness is where people don't live. How many of you have taken a philosophy class at college? If a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, does it make a noise? You know what? That is such a stupid question. Does noise only matter if someone's there to hear it? Uh, David answered this. It says, The Lord shaketh the wilderness where no man lives. Uh, The power of the Lord is there where no one is. God's power is evident to anyone who wants to see it, and it's all over this earth where man is and where man isn't. And and so we, we have the story... Of the thunderstorm here. And so there's a call to glory, a call to worship God. And it says, look at the power and look at the magnificence in the thunderstorm. Look at the lightning. But I want you to know that's not the only display of God's power. And we come here to verses 9 and 10. The voice of the Lord not only sends lightning, not only shakes things and breaks the cedars of Lebanon and makes... Uh, Syrian, which actually is Mount Hebron, that's the poetic name of it, in the south and Lebanon in the north to uh, uh, act and to jump like the uh, young unicorn, it says. But the voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calf. You know, God's gentle voice is there when the little deer gives birth. The hind was a small, gentle, uh, deer-like creature that lived in the land of Israel. They still are there to this day. And it says the voice of God is there to comfort and help that mother give birth to that little baby uh, hind, that little deer. It says, and discovereth the forest. There's no place in the deep, dark force that God's voice doesn't penetrate, that His work is not evident. Uh, Last year, my wife and I went to uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, right there on the border and spent a little bit of time celebrating 30 years of marriage together. And we walked uh, on a little path around the lake there. And the thing that was just so amazing, I I took all these pictures of various colored fungi, mushrooms growing. I mean, there was bright orange and green, one that just looked fluorescent. And, of course, if you ever see anything that looks fluorescent growing naturally, you know one thing. It is poison. Stay away. But I took pictures anyway. And... and, uh, I, I think I found like 15 different colors and shades... In the mushrooms, I mean, some of them were so small, they're not as big as the uh, fingernail on my pinky finger. And just the brightest, most incredible orange colors in this dark green foliage. And then you walk up and there's an old tennis shoe sitting there. You say, somebody's been here before and defiled this place. Oh, I hate that. But I'll tell you, I love to see God's beauty in nature. 
His voice is there. His power is displayed as He tears things up and uproots trees. But His voice is there when the hinds calf. In the deepest, darkest forest, God's voice is there. It says, and in His temple doth everyone speak His glory. Now remember, this is a psalm of David. He's not speaking about the temple that will be built in Jerusalem. That doesn't exist yet. He's talking about the temples in heaven. Remember, he starts with the mighty angels. He says, the angels give him glory. In God's temple, every voice speaks his glory. Then, in verse 10, the Lord sitteth upon the flood. And you might think, oh, yeah, he's talking about Noah's flood. No. Uh, let's go back to the context. He's talking about the flood that is in the storm. Every time thunderstorms appear on the radar in New York City area, flash flood warning everywhere. Be careful. Oh, give me a break. Flash flood. We got three inches of water in the street for ten minutes. I praise God the sewer systems work well here. Now, when they tell you flash flood in Arizona, uh, then you'd better be careful. Because there are dry riverbeds there that are just simply nothing but pathways through the desert. And a lot of unsuspecting people say, hey, look at this. This is easy going here. And uh, they'll even put up their tents and camp. And up in the mountains it rains, and down comes the flood and washes them away. Never, ever stay in the riverbed. They're riverbeds for a reason. And you may never hear the storm that sends them. But there are great floods, tens of thousands of gallons of water at nine pounds a gallon held in suspension in clouds. And the Lord sits over that system. He designed it. He sitteth king forever. And now the rejoinder here, the Lord will give strength unto His people. The Lord that has all of this strength to display it in the storms, and yet to gently work with the animals when they give birth. If not a sparrow falls that he doesn't take note, the psalmist here is telling us, not a deer gives birth that God isn't there to be the midwife. You think about that. And yet he sits king on all of this great destruction and the great floods the Lord is king over everything, he's saying, forever. And then he brings everything full circle. The Lord will give strength to his people. How many of us could use a little more strength to serve the Lord this coming week? Uh, how are we going to get it? We've got to go to the Lord. Amen. It's here. It is there. And the Lord will bless His people with peace. You know, sometimes, uh, and every one of us has to learn this lesson, 
If we could only keep these, these gums shut, we could save ourselves a lot of stress during this coming week. Now, couldn't we? If we could just be quiet. How do we do that? Think about God and His power. Ask Him to give us the strength to be obedient to His Word. Honestly, the world does not want or need your two cents. Save it up. Amen? Use it to give glory and praise to the Lord. And so we have the full circle in this beautiful little psalm of only 11 verses. We are to give the Lord our strength and give Him glory. Do His name. And we can see and we can think about His great power in the storms. And of course, it is now hurricane season. It is just about ready to start and and they're breathless because they just want one big storm to wipe out everything so that they have something to talk about. Oh, I think you have to take a class on dumb to be a meteorologist these days. I'm not quite sure about that. But God's power is in the storms, my friend. But where God wants to apply that power is in the lives of his people. And all God's people said, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you for this wonderful psalm. We ask that you would help us to keep it in our memories and to think about you and the power that you have shown. And Lord, not to worry and not to doubt when we need to call upon you for that power to be revealed and worked in our lives. We ask for your blessings that we may serve you through this coming week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.